here's a message from Ken Lavica. I come for the sports. I come for the athletes and then stay for the drama. And I wonder, am I a lunatic? Am I alone in this? Do I am, I love the off-field drama, but the question is, do you? Stone agrees with me, and he's about to hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I almost jumped the gun there. I'm, I'm antsy. I'm excited. It's a Friday afternoon. Theo Dorsey, Big Teddy Takeover here on Ken LaVica Live, WPTV News Channel 5. WFLX Fox 29. It's me and Stone Labanowitz here from 12 until 2 on Ken Lavica Live. Ken Lavica out right now. He's actually on duty. FAU men's basketball in the Conference USA tournament in my home state, Texas. Frisco, Texas to be exact. And they're taking on Middle Tennessee. I think a 12-30 tip-off for that one. But this is what I'm so stuck on today. We're, we're in that weird point in the sports calendar right now. Uh, the NFL is on a slight hiatus. Like all of the buzz of free agency is kind of hit or miss. You never know if you wake up to a big tweet, a huge move or transaction, or is it a slow day where we're talking about Darius Slay is now on the trading block, right, Stone? Like the NFL right now is hitting a slight dead period, right? Yeah, to the point where like guys like Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport are tweeting, oh, trade went down, just yeah. to kind of break the news, and then all of a sudden it'll be some random third string Three tech that plays on the defensive line, and he just—it's kind of this playing period, right? We're trying to, yeah. you know, make it fun, make it soft, not really talk about because in the NFL it's king, and it's not really going on right now. And yeah, I agree with you. I just think it is that time of the year. Teams are trying to play for their seeds, where they want to go. They're trying to line up on, you know, who yeah, they're going to see in the playoffs in the NBA. So, so yeah, football is kind of weird. We're waiting on the draft. We're waiting on big moves to happen on a day to day basis. The NBA right now. It's it's post All Star break, right? It's the ramp up to the playoffs. Some teams now tanking profusely, trying to get Vic Wimbanyama. Some teams trying to play their way into the play in tournament, like your Los Angeles Lakers, right? Relax, we're uh, a nine seed right now. The Miami Heat trying to get out of the play in and get into the six <laughs> seed, which I don't see happening either. Like there's there's a a race to seeding in the NBA that can get a little monotonous. It can get a little boring for the uh, casual fan. And then with hockey, same thing here. You're getting close to the uh, push for the Stanley Cup playoffs. And in baseball, it's spring season. I mean, it's spring out here. We love it because you know, we get to see a lot of the spring season, uh, spring training action. But again, these the results of these games don't matter as much. So, so right now, as a sports fan, you got to find something to glue to, something to stick to, something that gets you going every single night to watch some of these games. And what I keep falling back on is like some of the stuff that we got with Warriors Grizzlies. In the NBA last night. Drama. Give me the drama. When we're entering the Ides of March, when we're entering this this dead period, this lull in the sports calendar, all I can really build myself up for now is the drama around these games. And who better else to deliver the drama than Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks with the Memphis Grizzlies and the Warriors taking on each other last night. So for those of you that don't really care as much about the NBA, let me tee this up for you um, here Draymond Green was talking smack about Dylan Brooks ahead of their matchup. The Wizard, uh, the, the the Warriors and the Grizzlies have had beef here 
for for at least the last what two years or so. It really it really got heated in that playoff series they had a couple years ago. Yeah, the, the Grizzlies were talking about we're fine in the West. Yeah, like we're comfortable where we are. We know that we're the top dogs or the ones that are you know quote unquote coming. Yeah, yeah, they they were supposed to be uh, as Stone just so wisely put coming. And uh, the Warriors will obviously wait to pound those guys. <laughs> the Warriors will obviously go on to win uh, the championship that year. But the beef kind of started there, and it really has ramped up since then. The, the war of words has gotten so heated that Draymond Green took to the Draymond Green podcast and had this to say about Dylan Brooks specifically and why the Grizzlies can't be contenders currently. If you ever wondered why the Memphis Grizzlies is not ready to compete for a championship, look no further than this idiot right here. They're actually depending on this guy to help them win a championship. And he says his game is cool. Quite frankly, that just shows how little you know about basketball. And yet, y'all, you running around talking about a dynasty? The dynasty starts after you. That? Not with you. That? He plays with heart. Knows the ins and outs of the defense. I want to be quite frank, I made the ins and outs of our defense. I guess that's why they like him over there. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why they like you in Memphis. Or do they like you in Memphis? That's a better question. I'm not sure your teammates like you, but I can tell you why they like me over there. When you contribute in the way that I contribute, I have contributed to four championships, they tend to like you. So... Next time you speak up on me, you should do some fact checking. Next time you speak up on me, you should do some soul searching. That is that right there is cutting right to the uh, the heart of Dylan Brooks, and that was in response to Dylan Brooks wondering what all the hype around Draymond Green was about. So then we have last night the Warriors and Grizzlies face off. Uh, kind of as predicted, the Grizzlies win. They win in dominant fashion, though. The Warriors have sucked on the road this year. I think they've, what, 7-25 and 25 now? <laughs> yeah. Terrible road record. One of the worst in the league, if not the worst. They lose the game. Here's Dylan Brooks following the win, talking about the little interaction he had with Draymond Green on the court. What was the message that you had to Draymond? That's what I do. I talk. And, you know, I told him. I told I, I told him that, um, you know, keep that mic. Keep that mic. You better have the mic than pooping. You know what I'm saying? So keep doing this podcast. Keep blogging. Keep doing this thing off the court. You know, it's cute. It's fun. For Stone, this is, sec- first off, this is the second time trying to relegate people to bloggers. He did this with Shannon Sharp earlier in the year. What's up with this Dylan Brooks character? I honestly hate that. Yeah, It just goes to show that he doesn't know what goes on outside the realm of his sport, which, you know, you can't knock him, right? All of his time and money gets invested into the NBA and yeah. playing on a night-in and night-out basis. But yeah, the blogging stuff has to stop. Right, Draymond Green is an NBA basketball player. Future Hall of Famer, likely. Future Hall of Famer, and he's podcasting. And, and don't take it for much more than it is. Podcasting, right, you're just putting content into the world. You're putting your thoughts, yeah. your takes, some breakdown you have into the world. So he's not blogging. He's not vlogging. Shannon Sharp is on you know, one of the biggest TV the networks. The National Pundit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. one of the <laughs> biggest TV networks yeah. in all of the land. Yeah, but Dylan Brooks, it just kind of shows that he's not mature, and dare I say that, for a cat that's older than me. And I wonder, it makes me start to wonder, are, am I mature? Are we mature, right. Stone Labanowitz? Because we appreciate this. We love the drama. This is what helps us tune in to certain games that we might overlook on the calendar, including last night's Warriors-Grizzlies game. You want to see the flare-up between whistles. You want to see the guys chatting back and forth throughout the game and then even the post-game comments. We might be sickos. We might be immature. We might just be young sports fans that love this stuff. 
And of course, we're here on Ken Levick Alive, where there's one guy who is renowned, renowned for being the uh, the heckler of all things, the pessimist in Ken Levicka. I wonder, that game, uh, FAU is playing Middle Tennessee, right? 12.30 tip-off. That's right. Frisco, Texas. Uh, Ken might be, should we try to see what he thinks about this? Because we we both agree. We both we love the drama around sports. It helps us tune in. I think Ken would be maybe even opposed to the drama. He seems like he just wants the straight the straight ball, right? Like he seems like that guy. Yeah, I agree, but I think at times he does get so when he is nervous, when he is scared, that's kind of when he steps on the gas a little harder. Yeah. And if you remember correctly, this Middle Tennessee State team that FAU is playing today beat them. I think it was February 16th. Now they're 29 and 3, the FAU out. They're really good. So one of the three losses was to Middle Tennessee State. Now it's a semifinal in the Conference USA tournament. And who do they got? Middle Tennessee State. So I think there's a lot of tension. I'm sure these kids have spoken back and forth. Yeah, you guys are 29-3, and three, but we were a part of that three, and we're going to show you guys today. So I think Ken's probably a little nervous, but I guarantee you he's got some energy. I know he's got to have the energy. Again, FAU men's basketball. The reason why Ken Levicka is out today, and it's just myself, Theo Dorsey, and Stone Labanowitz, he is about to call one of the biggest games on the sports calendar for FAU men's basketball because now we're in winner-go-home time. FAU is 29-3. and three. Will they likely get their name called on Selection Sunday, win or lose today? Probably so, right? Like, they should at least get an at-large bid. But if you're the Owls, you don't want just an at-large bid. You want to go out in dominant fashion, win the Conference USA tournament, and then improve your seeding for the NCAA tournament, improve the likelihood that you can win a first-round game. So I'm, I'm curious. We should see... If, if Ken Lavica is able to give comment, because there might be some drama within the Middle Tennessee and FAU rivalry there. Conference opponents, conference opponents, right? Like two teams that, what's the most recent loss on FAU's schedule? Middle Tennessee State. In February. At that point, FAU was ranked in the nation, and that bumped them back out of the top 25. They haven't gotten back there since. Dusty May. One of the best coaches, especially when it comes to mid-majors and all of college basketball, right? I just know, I just know those Blue Raiders have been talking some smack. I, I want to be in on some of that drama there. Yeah, I want to poke Ken. I think I think we should be Middle Tennessee State fans when he joins the show. Oh, yeah. Right now, just to get him going right before his call, because we mentioned that tip-off's at 1230. Let's look and see. I need to see some names, uh, some names of some players, and we'll see if, if Ken is available to even jump on. Again, if he is, we, we got to show some loyalty here, too. Like, we want Ken Lavica to jump on. He needs to prioritize the Ken Lavica live show here on ESPN 106.3. I know he has a big game to call. You're damn right. Yeah, but he's got to show some love to his own show. 100%. And he is going to show some love here in about a minute or two. But but seriously, though, I think this this topic of conversation, there's a lot to be said about it because, you know, I'm wondering more so if, because I know the answer to this but when it comes to asking me and you, but this off-the-field drama. Yeah. Right, when we were watching guys go back and forth, get physical, because Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green got physical last night, right? Elbows to the face, rubbing the ball on each other, which I kind of thought was disgusting. It started to get a little... Tension there, actually. <laughs> it started to get hot and heavy <laughs> for a little bit, but it plays into it because I think as a casual, are you watching a game? Are you watching a Memphis Grizzlies Golden State game if you don't see some of the things that Draymond said prior to the game? I don't think the answer is yes. I, I think that because of that, you're now watching the game. And I think there's a lot of the things like that in sports, whether it's the NHL, the Major League Baseball, NFL, whatever it is, when guys get to talking and guys get to getting in each other's face, that's when you're like, all right. I see it on my Twitter timeline. I see it on social media. Let me tune in and see what they're talking about here. Because realistically, between Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green, 
It was a battle of ass last night. Yeah, so, 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 so Dylan Brooks, 14 points, uh, 14% from beyond the arc, three fouls, and then Draymond Green in this game last night, 16 points, yeah. missed all of his three-point attempts, and five turnovers. Yeah. So, you know, you're not tuning in to see good basketball. You're tuning in to see tension. You're tuning in to see fighting. You're tuning in to see jawing and, and things getting kind of chippy. So, yeah, I think there's a lot that this conversation is, uh, you know, a lot of people feel some type of way about it. The, the NFL has the regular season down pat. They never have anything to worry about. The NBA, the Major League Baseball, and even National Hockey League, the NHL, they do need to do certain things to draw up the numbers. College basketball, this is the season where numbers are at an all-time high, March Madness. And I, 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 for one, just need to know, especially as we have Ken Levicka out in Frisco. I think I heard a whistle just now. Ken Levicka is in Frisco in the heat of the drama. Middle Tennessee about to take on FAU. Ken, before anything, I just want to know, we've been debating back in Fort Stone. Thanks, you would be down for it. I don't think you would. The sports drama off the court, off the field, make you watch more games or less of them? Yeah, I'm into it, especially when we have ass battles, uh, as we've been discussing <laughs> last night, between uh, Draymond and uh, and Dylan Brooks. Yeah, I think that it, that raises the profile. I mean, listen, FAU, who's already in the NCAA tournament, by the way, but they're playing Middle Tennessee State. These two teams don't like one another. There's been join. There's been stuff, stuff said behind the scenes. That's juicy. That's good stuff. At the end of the day, sports is theater. And so that theater, if it's brought off the field, off the court, onto the field, onto the court, I think that makes it better. It's it's all about entertainment value. Ken, we're 15 minutes away. How are we feeling? How are the boys in Boca? you got to let the people know back home Ugh. if they're ready to go. There's a lot of pressure, man. But these guys, quick turnaround. They got up early. They are locked in. They're jacked up. Uh, this is only one of two teams that beat them in Conference USA season. Only one of three teams that beat them all year. Middle Tennessee State players were yelling across the floor during warm-ups, clapping, trying to get the guys' attention. It. FAU never even looked over shoulders. They're locked in. They're focused, ready to go. 24-point 20, margin of victory last night. Is there any way they, they might top that this afternoon, especially given that this is the last team that beat them? Uh, Middle Tennessee State is much better than Western yeah. Kentucky, at least I think. I don't think it's going to. This might be tough. MTSU with largely the same team lost to Jelly Walker and UAB in triple overtime in this round last year, and Jelly Walker went off for 40. So uh, I don't think this is going to be easy at all. But this FAU team, they're confident. They're confident. But man, this time of year is so nerve wracking. I, I have to know. You already said that they're pretty much already in. FAU's already they are in. in not pretty much. <laughs> I know. I know. you, And you have to say that. But my thing is, don't you that, think that them putting a stamp on it all by finishing out today and Saturday might even give them a better shot at that better seed? Selection Sunday is yeah, still important. They're, play, they're playing for seeding. Let's be clear about that. This might be the difference between a nine seed and a seven seed for FAU. That is the appropriate way to put it, yes. Whatever happens, make sure there's somewhere close by. That way we can get myself or Tyree Smith out there. Ken... Enjoy the call. Hopefully a great win, and then we'll be hearing you again on Saturday, huh? All right, boys. Have a good show. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Ken. That was Ken Levick, 15, ahead, 15 minutes ahead of his own call for FAU men's basketball in Frisco, Texas, calling in because he prioritizes his show. Don't, don't talk about how Ken misses out. Kung Fu Kenny, Ken Levick alive, couldn't be complete without him getting a quick call in from Frisco, Texas. Also, I'm jealous of him, man, because I haven't been. I, I love going back to the home, the home state. The, the, the grounds that that, bro, that bred me into what I am today, and Ken is being able to enjoy it right now. Yeah, I've been thinking about it lately. Jealous. Can I fit in a suitcase? You know, when he makes yeah. that trip up to March Madness, like, I want to go. You know, I think we could do the show from there. You've been shedding, so maybe you've, have you been, uh, you may, you, you've been, like, less than down. You might be able to squeeze into a carry-on. So, for the audience out there who doesn't, who doesn't know what Theo's talking about shedding, 
I had to inform Never Theo. Experienced this before. I had to educate Theo on what happens to white boys when you get sun poisoning, when you get too sunburned. I'm peeling like a snake right now. If I stand up and shake my shirt, everything just starts falling all uh. over the place, and Theo's grossed out. Grossed out it's right like now. Dandruff coming off his back. I, I've never <laughs> seen any. And also, sun poisoning. That sounds so serious. I feel like you should be in a hospital right now. Yeah, maybe, maybe I should be applying some sort of you know lotion or whatever applicant goes on if you're sun. But it's like the next level, right? Yeah. You, you get sunburnt, and then you get poisoned. If, oh it, if, if it's that bad, it's what I'm going through right now, man. It's tough. But we do have a caller. Somebody's passionate about the FAU Owls. Can we bring them on? Theo? Let's get it. Let's get it. This is Keedy from West Palm Beach. Said he wanted to chime in about the Owls and how they're going to roll today. Katie, what up? How's it going? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Katie West Palm Beach here. First time listener, first time caller to the show. You guys sound great on the radio. I uh, just wanted to give my quick two cents about the FAU game this afternoon. I by the way, side note, I love afternoon basketball this time of year. Great mm, game. Oh yeah. We obviously have two two full days coming up next week. I'll be glued to the TV at my local watering hole both Thursday and Friday next week. But my thought on Middle Tennessee FAU today is that, you know, Middle Tennessee, obviously, you know, every couple of years, they usually have a good run through the CUSA, and they're always likely to knock off one of the big dogs as a 10-11 seed. But this team, this Middle Tennessee team, is not as good as they have been in years past. And here's one thing. If those players are barking and chirping, uh, it's an old Scottish phrase I say, if you have to tell somebody how good you are, you're probably not. I love mm. FAU today. I love FAU. Minus 10. Hammer owls. I knew it. Roll owls. And we're going all weekend. <laughs> and I'll, I'll talk to you guys next week. I knew he had some skin in the game. Yeah, Appreciate Katie. that, Katie. <laughs> Any anybody that that says, "Oh man, I'm pumped up for these afternoon college basketball games Relax. to get started," you know exactly what route this is taking, and I, I love mean, it. But I'll tell you this though: from an investment standpoint, the FAU Owls just roll and roll and roll and roll. When they're double-digit favorites, they don't only win by 10, 12, 13, 14. They win by twenty. Last mm. night they win by twenty-four. I mean, we're seventeen minutes into the show on a Friday. Now eighteen, Theo. It seems like we're doing an FAU basketball show. I mean, it, they, they deserve it. They, they deserve, deserve every it. bit of it. Boca Raton. I mean, they travel, apparently. I saw Ken Lavica tweet out yesterday that it's Boca Raton, Texas. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was Frisco. bold. That was very bold. That was very bold. And honestly, I like it. Ken, I like it. Ken's living his best life. Went and checked out Luka Doncic last night yeah. or, or a few nights ago. And he's uh, they're living the life. Dusty May's got the boys rolling, so I'm glad we gave him a little bit of love. Of course. Shout out FAU Owls. Again, they tip off against the Middle Tennessee State. Frisco, Texas, 12:30 tip off. Ken Lavica on the call. That's why he's out. But we'll be giving maybe score updates later on sure. in the show to make sure you stay tapped in with what the Owls can do. This will be win number 30. They're 29 and 3. This would be win number 30 for the Owls, and then they still get one more, maybe in the conference championship game, if they win the day before they head off to the tournament. Special season. Yeah, special season. We do this all the time, right? We talk about how we're a weird market here in West Palm Beach and the Treasure Coast. We don't have a professional sports team to root for. Don't necessarily have a college team to root for. Well, yeah. if you're looking, we found it, right? A team that's about to be 30-3 and three with a win today. I mean, they're on the precipice of history, right? They've never won this many games before. Yeah. Going into March Madness, confident, right? They're going to end up playing a higher seed. So I think they have a good shot in the first round. So if Ken was to be in March Madness, you know, on the call, I mean, it's legendary stuff. What a time to be alive. I can't wait. And also, man, when we get when we get to filling out those March Madness brackets, when we get to doing that, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that, here's the only thing. I know we're going to have a station contest. Everybody's going to have FAU advancing at least past the first round. So I don't know. Is the way to win to go against the grain there, though? Is that how you find the margins there? I, 
strategically, I got FAU winning in the first round too, but I wonder if in our bracket pool I go against the grain just to just to maintain some kind of advantage. I don't know. Well, that's a death wish. It's a death wish. Okay, right. you going right. against, right. let's say, you You're know, right. it's FAU, Iona, You're right. FAU, Oral Roberts, right? And I'm throwing a bunch of random schools around, but a lot of people are going to see these names here in a few weeks, especially Selection Sunday yeah. coming up in two days. Two days away from Selection Sunday. That's a death Sunday. wish. If Ken Levicka finds out that you're picking against his owls. Don't tell him. For your sorry little bracket that's obviously going to get busted don't like everybody him. else is. Don't he'll never him. be on the show again. Ken, don't tell him. He's, he's busy right now. He's 10 minutes from tip-off. He's not worried about what's going on between you and I. Don't tell him. I'm just trying to find an edge here. I like I like money. I like getting to the paper. Uh, I know one team that you might not even get a chance to pick in March Madness is the UNC Tar Heels. The Tar Heels, though, as historic of a program as they are, they actually did something or might be on the precipice of doing something that hasn't been done since 1975. Since 1975, the historic... North Carolina Tar Heels, Michael Jordan, James Worthy, Tyler Hansborough, something they haven't done. No program in NCAA history has done since 1975. The Tar Heels might be able to pull off this Sunday. I'll tell you what that is, and we'll continue on with the question, the sports drama off the field increase your viewership. Do you love tuning in to a game when you know that there's been a lot of chatter the week leading up? There's been a lot of back and forth on social media. Let us know because Stone Labanowitz is a sicko. I'm a sicko just like him, and we love that stuff. We live for it, especially at times like this. Let me know if you are too. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The sports drama off the field gets you locked in once the players step onto it. He's Stone Labanowitz. Ken Levick is out. I'm Theo Dorsey. This is Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I'm with all the drama, man. I'm, I'm with all the action, dog. Give me give me social media beef. I want Twitter Twitter fingers. You know what I'm saying? I, I want the people in each other's replies. I want people on the court poking each other, throwing the ball at each other. I like I like some of that stuff because, again, especially in the NBA, Stone, 82 regular season games, right? You're playing the same team three or four times if they're in your conference, two times if they're in the other conference. You have so much monotony. Guys sitting out. Yeah, it's all fun and games until Twitter fingers turn into actual trigger fingers. Hey, that's you leave John Moran out of this. Okay, you see right? what I was doing You there? leave John Moran out of this. We he's, don't condone any of that violence. He's still uh, technically sidelined right now. <laughs> I don't know when. He, is there a chance, Stone? Do no. you think there's a chance he doesn't return to, to action this year? No, I honestly don't think there's a chance, right? There's no real way to confirm that he brought his firearm with him on the plane, right? I know this gets foggy. It's kind of messy to even talk about, but yeah. I think that they'll see him in but, the playoffs. But right? it only adds to the drama. I was about to say. I, more so, I'm asking that not even on the NBA's behalf. I don't think the NBA would suspend him through the rest of the season. But I wonder, because it seems like a lot of what's happening, it's not NBA-sanctioned suspensions right, right now with John Morant. It's more so him and the team almost agreeing, hey, I'm going to take some time away. I don't know. Remember with the Calvin Ridley stuff, even though that became something else, when it first started... It was Calvin Ridley and the Falcons both agreeing, hey, he needs to take some time away. And then he had the gambling stuff that came. Yeah. And at that time, we thought, okay, one week without Calvin Ridley, two weeks without Calvin Ridley. 
and then he's suspended for a whole year. I mean, I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah, from, a PR, from a PR and HR perspective, right, you got to check the boxes. You got to make everybody happy. So yeah. if Ja's going to sit a little bit and then it calms down, yeah, he'll hop back in the lineup and be the dog that he is. I can't wait till he returns to basketball. I can't wait till he returns to play selfishly as a fan. And if you're maybe sidelined right now and can't wait to return to play, need to get healed up, stitched up, well, I know where to send you. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain and need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading edge uh, treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Big Teddy Takeover here on Ken LaVica Live, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. You'll see me on tonight with Tyree Smith, the dynamic duo back together. We don't have as many, uh, at least this year, it feels like we've had less and less shows. We're both on it, so I can't wait to get back going with my guy up there. Chemistry is important. People think chemistry is just important in sports, maybe in the workplace, outside. Like in sports broadcasting, too. Building up that chemistry and having your guy with you is important. Is there any beef between you and Tyree Smith ever? Before, uh, before a show starts, he starts acting up. You start acting up. You guys start poking each other. We, <laughs> well, we don't. We don't generally start poking each other. That's not been our our, uh, mm. our mo. But mm. back when I was a Carolina Panthers fan, a long, long time ago, and you know Tyree Smith is known as a New Orleans Saints fan. We had our we had our back and forth. We had our issues, but yeah, we settled it. In the dumpster fire that is the NFC South. Yes, 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 so yes. So nobody yes. cared about your guys' drama. It, right? it was not Fred Van Fleet. It's not these guys like Garrett Wilson and all this. You know, it was just... Uh, can we get to Garrett Wilson? Can we please? Can we get to Garrett Wilson? We want to continue on with sports drama. And again, you can call in 888-760-3776. The sports drama off the field, whether that be Twitter beefs, whether that be Draymond Green on his podcast calling out... Uh, guys like Dylan Brooks, whether that even be in the NFL, Burrowhead Stadium, right? Joe Burrow and the Bengals talking all that smack to the Chiefs before their showdown. So many different ones throughout the different leagues. The sports drama, the the conflict between players on both sides of teams, sometimes even even more you know gushy stuff, sometimes even more salacious stuff. Does that sprue up your interest for certain games? In the NFL, in the NBA, Major League Baseball, even college football. You never know. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Still taking your calls on that. But I do want to get to this. That is... Stone, you and you, you just mentioned it. For me, I'm more so curious. I'm more so curious to you. You're a fan of Aaron Rodgers. You're a fan of Aaron Rodgers. Big one. You had his picture in your locker growing up when you were at South Fork. You love the guy. You you even said a couple days ago that at one point you wanted him to be your father. Would have loved to have him be my father. Do you think, and we'll play the video so that the listeners and the viewers can hear it as well, do you think that players lobbying for other players to be on their team publicly before anything's been worked out, and I know right now it seems like a locked-in, done deal, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers, going to be headed to the New York Jets. 
similar to his predecessor, Brett Favre. I guess he's just going to continue to follow in his footsteps. Hey, Brett, what did you do when you were getting to near the end of the road? Oh, I retired and then unretired and then hinted at retirement and then came back. Aaron Rodgers already doing that. Now he's following the footsteps literally to New York. So we'll see what happens there. But I, I always get a little cringed up about players publicly pleading for another guy to come on their team. And, and that's what we saw from the New York Jets rookie class, Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, and Garrett Wilson. Do we have that video? So I think it was, was it Sauce Gardner that posted it? Yes, it was. Sauce Gardner, um, defensive rookie of the year, alongside Garrett Wilson, receiver out of Ohio State, rookie for the Jets, offensive rookie of the year, and Brees Hall, running back, who I think would have been offensive rookie of the year had it not been for that injury to the ACL midseason. They came together, and not only did they put out a recruiting pitch for Aaron Rodgers' services, which, again, seemed like it's 90% there, 95% there that he's going to be a New York football jet, they also, in the process, burned a cheese head. They did some kind of sacrifice of a cheese head, I guess, in a way to continue to lure Aaron Rodgers. Let's take a listen to the video. And I, and I want your, as an Aaron Rodgers fan, as a lover of number 12, I want your direct feedback on, is this a little overboard? How would y'all feel if A-Rod was on, was on the offense side of the ball, man? First of all, throwing you dots. Handing you the ball or throwing you them swing routes, them wheel routes. They're going to open it up for me. So they're going to be scared of them. Boom, hand me off the ball. Be smooth. Super Bowl. That's easy. And how would you feel getting them dots, though? Man, I just know it's going to be precise. It's okay. the main thing I think about when I think about A-Rod. So. <laughs> Hey, come on, hey, hey, I need this touch, bro. I need the touch. I need the touch. Hey, hey, I need to touch. Touching the cheese head about to put it in the fireplace. Hey, when it's going in, it's going to turn the cheese on. Come on. Cheese head. They're melting it. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone, man. It's gone, bro. Gone, man. Ain't nothing we can do. Look at the cheese. It's melting. It's turning into cheese sauce, bro. Look. It's turning into cheese sauce, though. Oh, bro, y'all see that? It really turned into cheese sauce, man. It ain't even there no more. We should have got some s'mores for it. Okay, so first off, I, I have to say, not a lot of personality between the three of those guys. Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, all rookies of the Jets this past year. Not an ounce of entertainment in that clip, it felt like. I mean, it was uh, the intentions were there, <laughs> right? Garrett Wilson wanting to mend the, you know, whatever you want to call it. Because if you remember, oh, Garrett Wilson. Uh, Sauce, Sauce Gardner did that with the cheese yeah, head. Yeah, I apologize. Sauce Gardner put the cheese head on his head and he wore it around after beating the Packers and playing the Packers and kind of trying to troll them. So the intentions were there, right? You, you heard him talking about when they put the cheese head in the fire that it was going to turn into cheese sauce. Yeah, That was the only, only uh, good bit of content in the entire video. But this is where my mind goes with this. One, this is drama. So we're watching it's it for drama, that. Yep. It's doing really well on social media. Sure, Zach Wilson loving every second of that video. That's where I'm going to go. <laughs> As a fellow quarterback myself, and at the college level, right, I'm battling, trying to get in the lineup, getting benched, this and that. Like, I've gone through a roller coaster of emotions. And don't and- sell it short. You were the starting quarterback for Southern Illinois. You started yeah. and won an FCS playoff game in college football very recently. Yeah, started a few years under center, two or three years under center, but... I have found my way into some quarterback battles. And if I'm a part of something like this, I don't know if I'm coming back from this. Zach Wilson, to watch kids your age, teammates your age, Man. just absolutely tamper for a Hall of <laughs> Famer in broad daylight, right, on social media. Like Sauce Gardner 
you know, he puts this video up, his name's on it, and he brings in another rookie that is a really important player for them. He he brings in the top two (laughs) weapons on the Jets' offense. Right. He brings in Brees Hall, who looked like a top three NFL running back in the first five or six games for the Jets. He was already like the number one fantasy football guy at one point. He was a baller. A baller for the Jets. Garrett Wilson wins Offensive Player of the Year as a receiver. He's going to be one of the top 10 receivers for the next 10 years in the league if he stays on that track. Zach Wilson said, remember in the offseason, Zach Wilson said, whatever veteran they bring in here to New York, I'm going to give him hell. Mm -hmm. Now, also remember, before the, the Jets played the Packers, all of that hype around Zach Wilson revering Aaron Rodgers, looking up to Aaron Rodgers, all of that hype around all of the Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes comps that Zach Wilson got pre-draft was all brought back up to light. And now here it is, his own hero, Stone. Put yourself in Zach Wilson's shoes. I don't want to, his, but I will. His own hero, the, the, the quarterback that he idolized the most growing up, Aaron Rodgers, is now a shoo-in to come and take his spot. Not only that, to add insult to injury, you got your guys, Sauce Gardner, one of the future faces of what defense looks like in the NFL, and then your two best weapons on offense, openly campaigning for somebody else to come in and take your job. Yeah, if you're Zach Wilson, be careful what you wish for. Oof. right? Because when you talked about, like you mentioned, if they bring in a veteran, I'm going to give them hell. Well, that veteran at the time <laughs> was Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This veteran is a guy who's won back-to-back MVPs in the last three seasons. Mm. And is a obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer and a guy that we revere as one of the greatest quarterbacks to play the sport. So be careful what you wish for here. And this is very similar. If you remember when Kevin Durant got traded from the Nets to the Phoenix Suns, he got traded or involved in that trade was Mikael Bridges. Yeah. And a week after Mikael Bridges was, you know, doing an interview with somebody courtside and they asked him, you know, who did you idolize growing up? Who was your favorite Ooh. player? And Mikael started smirking. Looked at the camera and said, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's Kevin Durant. Yeah. So this is very similar. Like Zach Wilson, you can either take this and run with it from a perspective of this is my idol. I would love to sit back and learn. I'm only 25 years old. So yeah, bring this guy in. He's not going to be here for long and I'll clean up a lot of my game or try to give him hell in in training camp, which obviously is not going to work out well for Zach. Yeah. The problem for Zach Wilson here too is, and it's interesting to hear that, that perspective on it, because again, you, you are a former quarterback. You are also a guy who idolizes Aaron Rodgers. And it's got to be a little weird to see your idol step in and take your spot and have your guys campaigning for him. I wonder if also it's maybe even best for Zach Wilson because yeah. because if they bring in a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, Zach Wilson's not respecting that. He's going to be the whole time sitting back there pissed off thinking, I'm better than this dude. I should be out there slinging the ball around with my guys. But you bring in a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I mean, what, what do you, you, you can't really say much. You, you could be mad. You could be a little hurt. But, but, but the better man is in the building. Yeah, no one's going to side with Zach Wilson yeah. when it comes down to who should play quarterback for the New yeah, York Jets if Aaron Rodgers is the Jet. And it's funny we're even talking about Aaron Rodgers being a Jet because it's not even official. It, it, but it feels like the most yeah. official, unofficial thing ever. Yeah, a lot of the words yeah. yesterday or earlier this week were optimistic yeah. or on the brink of. They're not married yet, but they're engaged and they're about a week out from the wedding. They like, probably hooked it's up. Happening. I mean, they have hooked up once, right? Well, sure. Like, no, they're they, not waiting. They flew out to Aaron Rodgers yeah. and they hooked up. So they're they definitely got something going on. But you know, if if you wanted to dumb it down for a situation that I've been in, it would be like me being a freshman at Southern Illinois or any quarterback being a freshman at whatever Division One school they wanted to, and the coach is not having all that much faith in you, and then inviting in a transfer senior, a graduate guy who only has one year left. Yeah, I would invite that situation. Bring this guy in. 
Right? He's played quarterback for four or five years at the college level, so bring him in. I would love to learn, pick his brain, kind of pick up on some of the things that he does well. So ultimately, Zach Wilson should not be all that upset. It is just a little embarrassing when you have guys that were drafted in your class or that are similar to your age, and they're outwardly wanting another quarterback to get traded to the team. It's a tough spot to it's, be in. It's honestly doomsday. And the part of the, the part of it, yes, this might be good for Zach Wilson's maturation. It's terrible for his pocketbook because you bring in Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. And for real, if you bring in Aaron Rodgers and you're the New York Jets, you're not doing this for one year. You're doing it for at least two, right? You're, you're at least hoping Aaron Rodgers gives you two years of quarterbacking if you're making the swing to get him. And I'm sure it's going to take at least one first-round pick in the trade to acquire him, right? So Zach Wilson is on what year of his rookie deal? I believe he was drafted in 21. Yeah. So he was a sophomore last year. He's two years into his rookie deal. He's going into year three. So you're telling me that year three and four of his rookie deal will be behind Aaron Rodgers, maybe playing in a week 16, 17, 18 game if Rodgers gets to sit. Or, you know, Rodgers has had some injury history. He's an older guy, pushing 40 now. So maybe you do get a couple times to get in there and prove yourself. But now these are the real money-making years. Year three and year four on that rookie contract, that's when you prove that you get to earn what Jalen Hurts is about to get. You get to earn what Lamar Jackson should already have, but is still trying to prove himself to get. What Joe Burrow is about to get. Justin Herbert is about to get. Josh <coughs> Allen. Daniel Jones. Just got, oh, Daniel Jones. Lit, he stumbled into it somehow. <laughs> Similar to that run he had a few yep. years ago when he was running and fell without, you know, I guess the wind swept by and got him down. Daniel Jones stumbled in at $37.5 million a year. Like, Zach Wilson is now going to be crippled by the fact that he's not even going to get a chance to play and reprove himself. His next deal might have to be a one-year prove-it deal as a backup somewhere else. Like, this sucks for Zach Wilson, his idol coming into town. Yeah, it's a good opportunity, though, for fans and consumers of the NFL to get educated on how NFL contracts work because Zach Wilson is going to have to make up a lot of ground on the practice field. Yeah. But he's not going to have a chance to prove it in between the lines on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays. He's not even going to have that opportunity. So, like I said a second ago, it's a really tough spot to be in. I don't want to call it a lose-win, a lose-lose, a win-win situation for Zach Wilson. We're just going to have to see. But this right here, the audio that we just played of Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall just outwardly tampering and asking for one of the goats at the quarterback position to come in, it's a little hard to listen to. Let's let's hear it again, though. Sauce Gardner, and again, this is one of the – you're talking about New York City. Right, the number one media market in the nation, in the world, really, especially when it comes to sports. Guys with personality go there and blossom. If you're a star on a New York football team or a New York basketball team, you get to host SNL, you get to be in the rap videos, you get to date the Instagram celebrities and models and all of that good stuff. What I'm what I fear is Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, and Garrett Wilson, the second year guys for the Jets who made this video push for Aaron Rodgers. I don't, I don't think any of that is coming to them because, ooh, it lacks personality. It lacks care. It lacks charisma, but it, it, it doesn't lack cringe as they, again, plead for Aaron Rodgers to make his way from Green Bay to, to the New York Jets. How would y'all feel if A-Rod was on, was on the offense side of the ball, man? First of all, throwing you dots, handing you the ball off, throwing you them swing routes, them wheel routes. They're going to open it up for me. So they're going to be scared of them. Boom, boom, hand me off the ball. Riveting. Super Bowl. Right, That's easy. How would you feel getting them dots, though? Man, I just know it's going to be precise. It's okay. the main thing I think about when I think about A-Rod. So it's <laughs> Hey, come on, hey, hey, I need this touch, bro. I need to touch. I need to touch. Hey, hey, I need your, hey, I need to touch. Touch of the cheese, hey. When it's going in, it's gonna turn the cheese something. Come on. 
Ooh, now they're melting the cheese head. Oh, they should start a TikTok. Gone, man. Content right here. Gone, bro. Gone, man. Ain't nothing we can do. Look at the cheese just melting. It's just turning the cheese sauce, bro. Terrible commentary. Turning the cheese sauce though. Oh, bro, y'all see that? You really turned in the cheese sauce, man. All right, I'll just cut it off. Yeah, I was sick. I was sick of that. Yeah, that that uh, yeah, yeah, needs work. Needs work, but again, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is a is a done deal, a locked in deal. Stone, we're still talking drama. We're still talking about the stuff that keeps us watching sports, the storylines that happen outside of the the field of play, and the drama doesn't even just stay with player to player. Sometimes it's coach to coach, player to coach. Sometimes and oftentimes it's player to official. And we get so much of that in the National Basketball Association. Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors had himself a field day at the mic. Had one of the most, I would say, just profane, one of the most just ridiculous, incredulous rants about a referee for a guy that still wants to keep his name in this league. A guy that still wants to continue to earn checks and still be respected. One of the better point guards in the league, Fred Van Vliet. When I first heard what he had to say, about an NBA official, I thought for sure Buddy was going to be sidelined for a game at least by the NBA. I thought for sure Adam Silver was going to come down and lay the wood, but he didn't. Mm. We'll, we'll play that clip, what Fred Van Vliet said about an NBA official, plus tell you what his punishment was when we come back here on Ken Levick Alive. And also, we're still taking your calls. Does the drama, does a little bit of the spice, the feud, the conflict in sports keep you coming back? Or, or maybe are you turned off by it? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. I especially love, I mean, do you remember like the the, the Josh Norman fights in the NFL? Oh, yeah. the, the Andre Johnson with, with uh, Cortland Finnegan? I mean, this stuff, it, it, just, it just adds fuel to the fire. Again, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Do you love the drama in sports or can you do without it? He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. It's Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Maybe that's what the Miami Heat are missing. Maybe they need a little more drama at Miami Dade Arena. Maybe the Heat need some drama to maybe inspire them to play some better basketball. Seven seed Miami Heat Stone, like... Is that what they're missing there? It is what they're missing. It's always been what fight? they're missing. They, you know, they get deemed as the team that doesn't have enough characters. That's not yeah. flashy enough. So maybe Jimmy Butler should hop in a post game press conference and maybe say what Fred Van Fleet said. Just start talking smack. Do something, right. man. Punch like, somebody. You know what? I, I feel like you, it's like that meme with the kid with the stick poking at the doll. Like do something. Do something. That's what I want to say every time I'm watching a half court set for the Miami Heat. Offense. Do something. Do something. Tonight, they're going to try to do something. The Miami Heat hosts the Cleveland Cavaliers. They uh. just lost 104-100 to the Cavs at home Wednesday. They'll get another stab at it tonight, 8 o'clock tip at Miami-Dade Arena. And the only way to get there, really, especially especially if you're coming from West Palm Beach, but even Fort Lauderdale or Boca Raton, is the Bright Line, that big yellow train. Bright Line's buzzer beater trains, well, they're the best way to enjoy Miami Heat basketball at Miami-Dade Arena for every Heat home game. Hop aboard the Bright Line and get to Bright Line's Miami Central Station, which puts you just steps away from the Heat's house. It's the easiest way to see the Heat. Whether you're coming from West Palm Beach, the new Boca Raton Station, or Fort Lauderdale, 
There are three different trains arriving in Miami up to 30 minutes before tip-off of every game, so you won't miss a second of that action, even if the half-court offense is a little slow-paced right now. Also, you can't miss the end of the game. Hopefully, you stay to the end, and that's why they have the final buzzer-beater train to be able to take you home after the game. Plus, you can upgrade the premium and upgrade your pregame with complimentary cocktails and bites Extra leg room, comfortable leather seats, and world-class service. Skip traffic, skip parking, stay till the end of the game. Brightline is the way to go to any Miami Heat game. GoBrightline.com. GoBrightline.com and look for that buzzer beater icon next to the train to make sure you don't miss a second of the Miami Heat action. Again, the Heat, seventh seed in the Eastern Conference right now. Locked in, it feels like, to a play-in unless the Brooklyn Nets can successfully tank their way down. So I don't know if they want. I mean, they, they have no real reason to lose, even though it seems like any team right now. I mean, the East standings are tough, Stone. And when you're looking at the East. They're tough. I, and I think what's going to get really annoying for us, right, supporters of the Miami Heat, when it comes time, we're going to get the fan base talking about, it doesn't matter who we match up against. Yeah. Like, we're going to grind our way. And playoff Jimmy's going to be around the corner. He's uh-huh. waiting. He's waiting. Not necessarily ready for that because this team has showed us nothing. No sign of life lately, right? They're not hitting the percentage they want from beyond the arc, and that's typically a strength of the team. Yeah, Kevin Love has not been at all, Uh. at all what Heat fans were expecting right now. So hard to root for the boys right now, but uh, we definitely are. We're definitely supporting them and definitely take a bright line to get down there and check them out. I'm going to look at the top four of the Eastern Conference standings right now, and you tell me because as a Heat fan, I don't see any team in this top four that I will feel confident about in a series against and I also don't even think it's possible for the Heat to get up to the five seed and even face the four. So maybe we focus on the top three seeds. The Bucks are the one seed right now. The Celtics are the two seed. And the Sixers are the three seed. That doesn't look like it's changing. The top three in the East will probably be Bucks, Celtics, Sixers. As a Heat fan, who would you think is an easier opponent to get through in the first round? And remember, you won't have home court. I suppose it would be the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know. I think that's the answer you have to go with, right? Because you would eventually hope that guys like Harden and Bede get heady, fall apart. That's the only hope we got because Milwaukee's heavily favored over Miami in a best of five. That might be a sweep. The Celtics are heavily favored in a series in that first round against the Heat. So I guess the answer is the Sixers, but I don't even know if we're confident in a series with the Knicks. And I'm only saying that because Ken Levick is not on the show today. He would kill me. If he was, they can get past the Knicks. Sitting, <sighs> they can get past the Knicks. They'll, in a playoff format, the Heat will get past the Knicks. Okay, I like what the Knicks have. The Heat, are, the Heat will be a better team in the playoffs. <laughs> okay, I love to hear it. But <sighs> there's no way they're getting through the Sixers either. I mean, at that point, you're preying on playoff James Harden to come through as he usually does. Now, if there's one thing you can count on in sports, it's playoff James Harden. Flailing out in the biggest moments when the lights are the brightest, James Harden has always, it's happened year after year after year. It's a constant. He's going to fade off some. The question is, how healthy is Embiid? Because if Embiid is healthy in that series, I have close to zero confidence that he can get through. Now, don't do that. I'm just being honest. Don't do that because we have, quote unquote, one of the best defenders in the league in Bam Adebayo. You're right. Right, so that's who's sticking there, Joel. There's no defense for Joel Embiid. There's not. There's yeah. there's not. But if there's anybody to try to defend him, it's Bam. Yeah. And, and and we have that in, I don't want to say our back pocket because he's kind of a front pocket, he's a front guy. pocket like, guy. Like we need sure. him very, very badly. Yeah. And when you talk about playoff James Harden, yeah, we got something going for us as well, and that's playoff Jimmy. And yeah. I kind of just hinted at that being a little corny, and it is a little corny, right? Because 
you have all this load management conversation and you talk about this guy's only good in the playoffs and, and we kind of back that and support that and uh, reshare that as Heat fans. Like that's something that we kind of think is almost one of the most important things when it comes down it to feels March. like it's endearing, yeah. In April. It's, it's, yeah. It's, we hang our hat on playoff Jimmy and it shouldn't be that way, right? These guys should be dominating. And think about where we were last season at this uh, point. We were, we were ripping national <laughs> pundits and national yeah. show hosts talking about how you're not you're not talking about the Miami Heat enough. I had I, I was called into multiple radio stations talking about the Miami Heat, singing the praises of Eric Spolstra, playoff Jimmy who was coming to be, and then also Bam Adebayo. Right now it's 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 a very lethargic time in Heat Nation, in yeah, Heat culture. We want Kyle Lowry gone. Uh, Tyler Hero has uh, not done what he was supposed to do after he got his bag. Duncan Robinson is almost like Voldemort at this point. Like, he who should not be named. Yeah. Like, let's not even talk about or Duncan. Played. It hurts. Or <laughs> he who should not be played. He who doesn't get minutes. Right. We were gassing up Max uh, Struess last season. Like, he was kind of a vital role, a yeah. vital part of this Heat team heading into the postseason. But these guys are tough to watch right now. You talk about that half-court offense. They got nothing, nothing, nothing going for them. To the point where we haven't reached out to Heat reporters. We haven't reached out to Heat personalities, guys who have played in the past, typically as you would do on ESPN Radio. We don't want to bring anybody yeah. on right now because they don't have any good things to say, so we're kind of just hiding, playing the part until they get their matchup in the playoffs, and then we'll gas them back up. Nothing good to talk about so far out of Heat, out of the Miami Heat. Worst offense in the league, 35-32, and 3-7 and seven in their last 10, but still, they'll be in the play-in. I guess we'll have drama. That's the kind of drama the Heat are getting. We, we want, as we talk about this sports drama stuff, that's not what we're looking for. We want the Heat to be a two-seed, three-seed, <laughs> one-seed, and bring the drama off the court. Stuff for us to talk about, storylines. And I promised you the Fred Van Vliet sound. I promised you Fred Van Vliet, who went on an all-out attack. Specifically, he picked one NBA referee who he feels like has been unfairly calling his games and went on an all-out attack. I promised it to you earlier. I'll make sure I give it to you after this break at the top of the hour, and we'll discuss how this drama keeps us coming back. We know we love drama. TNT knows drama. We love drama here on ESPN 106.3. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. Fred Van Vliet is ranting him way out of the league. We'll see if he was successful in it or not. It's Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3.